Alright, welcome back to a new season of the Mongrel Punt Podcast. I can tell I'm with a very excited person here tonight. It's uh, She's been pushing for it more than anybody else. I wanted it to be a sporadic podcast, but uh, Mrs. Mongrel, the lovely Mrs. Mongrel, has decided that this will be a weekly podcast. Can't have a sporadic podcast. I haven't introduced you yet. Oh. <laughs> You've got to wait. I'm building you up. <laughs> it's been a long while. You've already stuffed it up. <laughs> You knew so, that would happen in the first yeah, 30 I did. seconds. I did. So we've waited until round five to recommence the podcast because, uh, well, there's no real reason. Other than Mrs. Mungrel did get a big promotion at work. She's now a level five. Yeah. I don't know what that means to you guys, but I'm a level six. You were. I were. I'm on long service leave. <laughs> I'm having a great time. That's my first day today. So if anything goes wrong, don't forget that. It's my first day. So I want to thank everyone for their outcry of support around the podcast. Uh basically every second message we get at the moment is asking us when's the podcast coming back when's mrs Munkle going to be on the podcast and it's good to get those messages because all the other messages are basically joe ganino asking for nude pictures i've already sent ne- them i was going to say they're never of me no no no, not of you he wants them of me <laughs> i don't know what he does with that. them but he's ruined quite a few so he wants more uh he gets them but uh he's just just in very high demand that guy he uh, he wants a uh, all the pictures. I want to send a special thanks out to Tiffany Merkin McGurkin. I, I, I don't think it's his real name. Merkin. Merkin. Yeah, Evan, Radley, Richard, Ken, and Sarah Hashtag. I don't think that's her real name either. But they've all reached out in the last week or so and asked about the podcast. So we felt the pressure. We felt a building, building, building. It was like a vomit really coming. <laughs> what an apt description. And eventually we've we've given in. So we've put put aside a bit of time and we're gonna run through some things this evening for our time, probably be morning by the time it gets up. Oh, easily. Really? You got a bit of editing to do, I'm guessing, when I cock things up. And I'm going to sleep. So, you know. How dare you. Level levels fives don't do that. No, they don't. Before we start, Mrs. Mungrel, would you like to give people a rundown on um Mungrel memberships and the benefits of just for old time's sake, because you were so good with it last year. Well, if you're a mongrel member, you can read some extra stuff, which is good. Good stuff. And um, you can feel good about yourself. You can feel yourself? You can feel yourself. You can do Absolutely. that if, if, you whether you're a member or not. Commission. Um, and you can email HB and... Do you want to stop? <laughs> he'll respond. Do you want to and stop and I'll keep going? <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I don't know what they get, actually. You get early access to all good, bad and ugly reviews over the football season. You get a weekly wingman rankings and at least one standalone article per week. Second level, Inner Circle members. They get, as we just discussed then, all that stuff, as well as weekly player rankings leading into a Mongrel 50, which is fortnightly. Uh, weekly Defensive Player of the Year access and also fortnightly X-Factor rankings. Plus, uh, if you decide to join up at the coaching box level, you get all that, plus my eternal thanks, which is very valuable. It's not what you know. It's who you... How's it go? We don't know anybody. Yeah, we don't know anyone. <laughs> anyway, a few quick notes before we kick into the, the meat of the podcast. Mrs. Mungrel, your viewing habits this year and your knowledge of the AFL season, not not as comprehensive as it was last year. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Was it comprehensive last year? You watched at least one game last year. Um, yeah, all right. At this stage... You've made exceptions only if I let you know that someone said their pants pulled down. That first game, there were two. Dusty. Two guys. Dusty had his pants pulled down. That was terrific. 
So that that's a, Courtney Hodder's goal in the AFL Grand AFLW oh, Grand Final. Yeah, you watched yeah. that was that was quite impressive. That was you paid attention to that yeah. one. That entertained you for about seven or eight seconds. Yeah. So at the moment we've got a cumulative number of about seventeen seconds. Yeah. Of viewing. Yeah. And Liam Ryan, Liam Ryan taking part. hangers. <laughs> oh. Liam Ryan jumping on people's heads. You watched a couple of replays of that. So that was about another 10 seconds. No, I don't recall that, so I don't think it can count. This is the same guy you got mixed up with, Luke Ryan. Like 10 minutes ago, we were discussing it. He plays Mm. for West Coast. He jumped on the guy's head and took a big screamer. Don't remember this at all. Okay, we might end this podcast now. Um, (laughs) And the other thing you like is Erin Phillips' ads where she's exercising, and you can see how buff her arms are. I think I have a little crush on Erin Phillips, and I'm going to become vegan and eat that vegan powder. I don't think you have to be vegan to uh, go out with Erin Phillips. <laughs> there may be some other criteria. Anyway, I'm sitting here oh, on no, a... Oh, wait, I have a question for you. When's that handsome, uh, young, red-headed fella coming back to the Suns? The handsome? There's no handsome, young, red, the cute, red-headed fella the in the world. One. When's he coming back? You know the one I'm talking about. I, I don't know, know how many redheads there are in the Suns. I'm pulling there you up on the cute factor here. He looks like he's sunburned. He could live in Antarctica and look like he's sunburned. He's super cute. All right, he's about, he coming back? about eight weeks away, I think. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, imagine how he must feel. Yeah. Probably not as disappointed as you. He's still getting paid for... Cute and out. sad. Yeah, cute oh, and sad. Okay, all right. That's all I had to ask. So due to my uh, chair starting to squeak, I'm <laughs> sitting on a, a stool with a cushion on it. Well, Mrs. Mungrel sits in the lap of luxury in some sort of armchair over there. We bought a pair of them. I don't know why, but mine started squeaking. I can hazard a guess why. <laughs> I have been eating more. <laughs> I've been cooking more. Oh, wow. So we've had a bit of a footy tipping debacle in the last week at our house. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Um... Look. The first week, I forgot to put my tips in, so organise no, a tipping no, no, contest. No, 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 don't, don't start off with the. Uh, I'm starting off with the really, excuses. really negatives. Yeah, all right. So I, I think I was fiftieth out of fifty-three people. Doesn't yeah. say a lot for those other three people, I have to say. <laughs> but this week we had Mrs. Mungrel fall a few places. She's still beating me by four. She's beating every Mungrel, Mungrel writer that we have. Also, my daughter's beating every mongrel rider as well, which really, guys, you absolutely suck. <laughs> she does take this way too seriously and has threatened me with assault over the weekend when Richmond beat St Kilda, even though I told her not to tip St Kilda because they're crap. I don't listen to you. Why, why do you ask me then? <laughs> okay, so the tipping takes me about 10 seconds. I do not take that seriously at all, but... But I take the outcome very seriously, and this is why I can't be involved with any kind of sports, because I become the worst of the worst. I am an absolute rabid feral when it comes to getting competitive over sports. It's bad. I just shouldn't. Mm. But, Mm. you know, I settled on something much nicer than being mad at you when my team loses. So if I win the comp and beat you and all your riders, you as my prize, can buy me some of that perfume I had my eye on. And if I lose to anybody, I'll feel quite sad. And you can cheer me up by buying me some of that perfume I had my eye on. Yeah. yeah. Heads you lose, tails you lose. <laughs> and that's the cut and, and thrust of our relationship. That's the summary of our marriage. <laughs> 
Look, we might jump into a couple of the topics that have been pretty hot over the first five weeks. Well, I think we've only got a couple and the rest are all questions and statements by you. Or at least questions directed at you because you seem to be the flavour of the month and I'm more just the the window dressing in this relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like window dressing. <laughs> if I could pick a career. <laughs> window dressing. Well, it wouldn't be podcasting, would it? Oh, God. Tex. Tex. Yes. The rebirth of Tex. Now, every time I watch Tex and I point him out to you, you make a comment. Uh, I, I, you may have it in your notes. I haven't looked at your notes. But what do you describe him as? He's, uh, he's, he's quite a man there. <laughs> he's a fully grown male, she says. <laughs> Look, I, ne- I never really liked the crows. Um, yeah, way to ostracize, you know. But, but I sure like the crows now. <laughs> now. Now, Tex looks... He looks the same as he did. He, obviously, he's in ripping shape this year. He's jumping, like leaping at the ball, which he didn't really do last year. Mate, covering the ground really, really well. This has been fantastic for Adelaide football overall. There's all of a sudden this re- renewed kind of vigour about the team and the fans are up and about. They've got a couple of others that have been looking really, really good as well. There's a kid called Lockie Scholl, way too young for you to start ogling. No, no. So don't do that. No, I know. So he's been playing on the wing out there on the opposite side to Paul Seedsman and those two guys providing a heap of run for Adelaide and opening up a hell of a lot of opportunity for Tex down the ground. Another bloke called Jordan Butts. Would you like to make comment on this? No, look at how... You know, I'm a level five now. I can't just be making filthy comments all day. Well, the level six will chime in and just go, I was really upset when Aiden Boner... Bonner? Boner? Go with Boner, please. ...got traded from GWS because there was a dream scenario that I had that would see Aiden Boner... Isaac Cumming and Jordan Butts all play in the same game and someone would have that dream run of commentary and just go, you know, oh, kicks the ball long, Boner, Cumming, all over Butts. You really need to add Hooker in there. Well, that's how it all starts, isn't it, really? (laughs) He doesn't play for any of those teams, though, so I couldn't really do it. Anyway, Jordan Butts playing really, really good football as a defender and has surprised a hell of a lot of people. Rory Laird in the guts moving from defence last year into the middle, has really put the team on his back in there. Rory Sloan's injured, but even when Sloan was healthy, Rory led playing really, really good footy in there. Tex is the icing on the cake. What? <laughs> That's not a sexual joke. jeez. <laughs> oh, anyway, so he's leading the Coleman medal. He's got a five-goal lead from the next best player, and... Uh, Really great to see Adelaide up and about. I really loved watching them back in 2017, even through 2018 as well. What happened in 2019-20, obviously terrible with those guys. But back in the saddle, looking really, really good. Next topic. Should Toby Green be captain of Greater Western Sydney? Oh, no. No, no, no. Why not? Because imagine if he has to take on responsibility, a lot more responsibility. He's already in the leadership team, isn't he? He was captain this week and last week <gasps> no. when they won. Prior to oh. that, that, those three games, they'd lost. I like him being the villain and then being the sweetie pie. Like... He's on a redemption arc here. Oh. So there was a lot of people who jumped up and down a couple of weeks, or last week actually, and said, oh, he kicked zero goals seven at one point. He ended up kicking a goal which drew him really close and they hit the front in the last minute or so. 
But if you listen to the media, they were saying, oh, zero goal, seven, he's, he's been so inaccurate. Five of those shots were like either from the boundary line or just throwing the ball on his boot, hoping for the best. So he's probably inaccurate on two legitimately kickable goals. And then with a minute and a bit to go, he took a mark with a flight of the ball, really quickly played on, kicked a goal to give him a shot. People have their favorite players. I like Joel Selwood. I enjoy watching good defenders like Wiedering and McGovern, Darcy Moore. But I love watching Toby Green play football. You really do. I you really get do. Quite animated. I, you watch that with me, and I believe our daughter, four years old, <laughs> chose GWS in that she game. Called them the black team because they were wearing their yep. their lovely black uniforms. And she chose them. Uh, they were still behind at that stage, and was actually excited when they won. You she watched quite a bit. You jumped on Sydney. Yeah, I did. And that was a very, very sad day for you. Yeah. Now, the thing is, Stephen Canelio has signed a long-term deal with GWS. And whether the captaincy was part and parcel of that deal, we don't really know. But pretty much as soon as he was signed, he was named captain of the club. And I'm looking at it going, did they pull the pin on this and put Toby Green into the position of leadership? Because he obviously leads this team on the field. Canelio, really good player. But as a leader, I'm not sure. How long has he been captain for? Who? Canelio? Last year and this year. Yeah, it's probably not long enough to say, hey, you've had your shot. You've been there forever, get out. I like a good good small sample size. Toby Green, 2-0 in the last two weeks. Oh, Captain, my captain. You love him. Jeez. All right, so... I'd follow him into, into battle if the battlefield was made of shit. <laughs> I'd let him go first. <laughs> Now, very serious topic. Uh, I think it was Evan asked this question, so we're going to cover it early because this is a hot topic in our house. The Saints. What is going on with the Saints? Can we sum up your feelings about St Kilda at the moment? You jumped on board with them last year. You professed to being a Hawthorne supporter and then you all of a sudden took this interest in the Saints. I don't know whether you like the underdog no, I like the cakes in St Kilda. Yeah, that was your excuse. But no, you don't follow a team no, for the cakes. No. Look, I It's like changing teams because they have great three-quarter time oranges. Yeah, you know, you get three, You know you get oranges at three-quarter time. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> you can sometimes get two or three if you're lucky. Look at you salivating. Look, for someone that has zero interest in football, I'm, I'm absolutely ropeable about this. I really wanted them to, to come good. You're ropeable, are you? Mm. Not gropeable, Kath. Look, that, that too, but... Uh, <laughs> I can vouch for this. <laughs> so, I I don't know what happened, what's gone wrong. Very well, distressed. Well, how about we, we dive into St Kilda a little bit? Now, this oh, is... Ruffy, this, Ruffy as well, oh, that's Ruffy's why... There. Yeah, yeah, you know, Ruffy's there. You know, yeah, big fan of him. This is not a question without notice. I gave you a list of players prior to the podcast. Oh, yeah, in, the, in a half an hour, like, prior. God. That's prior. I didn't say how long. <laughs> Jeez, you're like an AFL umpire. You've had prior. That's holding the ball. Falls anyway. Flat. I don't know what, you, what you're talking about. Good. I might throw it in a few more times. So I'm going to pick five players each week. Mm-hmm. Send you their names and let you have a bit of a think about their role, what they are for the team, what they look like, which I'm thinking it will come down to because... Every from what time. I from what I could see, you were just looking at pictures of them. <laughs> Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think we may get some instances of where you are 
comparing them to inanimate objects because you're quite good at that. Yeah, I am, but like it has to speak to me. I can't just yeah, you can't just produce right. that out of thin air. Well, I'm hoping that you can. Mm-hmm. Would you like to uh, go through your five players? No. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. Would. Jake Carlyle. Jake Carlyle. He's 29 years old. Wow. Hidden news with the big facts. Look, it's, it's it's very important that we mention their ages because you know it does affect what I can say. Oh. <clears throat> He's an all right looking fellow. He, he looks like the kind of guy that would run a Brunswick food truck. He looks like the kind of bloke who's been eating at the Brunswick food truck. Oh, does he? Quite a bit. He turns like a container ship. Oh. If, if you have any background noise at the moment, it's actually raining outside. So it's not us, like, you know, just scrunching up paper. It's, it's beautiful. It's it's atmospheric. It's really? lifting the podcast it's creating to a new level. an ambiance. Yeah. Intimacy well, with our listeners. Well, I'll just go to the toilet and um, <laughs> you'll hear more water flowing. And there, and there goes that classy then, aspect. Yeah, brought it right back down. Jake Carlyle. Yeah. What about him? Turns like a container ship. I just, I'm not sure about his uh, speed or agility. <laughs> really? What, what, what do your notes say? <laughs> Nothing. They just say he looks, yeah, he looks like a guy who would run a food truck. Excellent. That's all I had. So he looks like a guy who, he's acted like a guy who would rob a food truck. So perhaps there's a, a nice little medium ground there for, for Jake. Next, <laughs> <Poor Jake. laughs> next player. Brad Crouch. Ooh, get so, down low and go, go, go. 27 years old. He's uh, had a few groin injuries. Yeah, that, self-inflicted. Uh, that stood or... out to me. Um, he looks a little bit like he could be related to Roy from The Office. Oh. Just a little is that, bit. Is that Just in some photos. Pam's I'm like boyfriend? Ex-boyfriend, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm only early in the seasons. He's still a... Thanks for the spoiler. Oh. <laughs> you... Yeah, um, so what's he like? Well, he was suspended for the start of the season due to a drug thing at the end of last year. Oh, well, St Kilda, okay. Yep, culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, started okay. He came in in round three. He hasn't set the world on fire. He's tackling well, but not at the same football winning level he was at at Adelaide. Next. Max King. He's an absolute baby he's 20 years old mm-hmm. he's just he's just a little tacker no, he's say huge word. yeah i know but he's just he's too young to even talk about so you i thought i saw him in one of our daughter's tv shows the other day what was it him and his brother were pulling a carriage they both look like horses they got massive horse faces <laughs> you know what they'll be very handsome young men as they grow see that's the point where you were, you were supposed to say to me do you really think he looks like a horse? And I say, nay. Oh my god. Jeez, set me up here, woman. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not in the swing of things yet, am I? No. Nah. It's gonna first take episode a, back, guys. It's gonna take about six, seven weeks. By about the preliminary final, we'll be really kicking some goals. <laughs> Next up. Oh, Dan Butler. Now he, he is one that you have I compared. I have a soft spot for him because he looks a little bit like Flower from Bambi, like the skunk. He looks like a skunk. Do you know one of the um, St Kilda players' nickname is the Skunk? I don't know why. I really idea. Yeah, well, you can guess. It's like guys called Horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he looks like a horse. Yeah, yeah. No. Of course he does. So Dan Butler looks like Flower the Skunk. Well, it's just, it's just what he makes me think of when I see him. He um, has cut his hair. Yeah, but I don't think he knows what he's doing with it. 
Mm, you well, cannot just slap on a mo or a beard and think that you, your head's okay. It's not. These things take maintenance. I'm going to put one out there that did. Scott Lysette. Yeah, all right. He grew a mustache, let his hair grow out wild, and actually looked like Biff Tannen from Back to the Future when they go to the West. That was the picture where I wanted to show you because I thought he looked great. And I tore down our podcasting setup because yeah. I was just like, hey, look at this. Biff Tannen. Yeah. He's doing yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, and the last fair. player? Jackson Clare, 26. He's got a mullet. It's awful. I feel like maybe they're all going to the same hairdresser. Or maybe not. Maybe they should. Maybe they should go to Dan Butler's current hairdresser and get all their hair cut off. Um, not happy with that, no, are you? No. Jack Sinclair. Moved to halfback this year. Playing relatively good football. Had a really good preseason. Promised a lot. I'm not sure he's delivered completely yet. But plenty of potential playing off halfback this year. I think he'll go well. That's nice. Now, actual football stuff. Well, there you go, Radley. There you go, Radley. That's a couple of nice things to say about St Kilda. Or at least one nice thing to say about St Kilda. Now, Mrs Mungle had a bit of an idea for a, an ongoing segment with our podcast. Uh... Idea. How this goes, we'll see, because she can she can run you through the concept of it, and then I'll point out one of the the issues with it. It's 30 over 30, so 30 players over 30 years old, because I'm, I'm getting a bit older, and it's uncomfortable being a bit unsavory over the young guys, and at some point, we're actually going to have to get me familiar with the coaching staff, so I can be a bit, you know... Bit of a stewy Jew, roll him in the baby oil stuff. Thick guys. Yep. That's fun. <laughs> I've lost my Mars bar. <laughs> here it is. Oops, that's not it. <laughs> Don't get in here. Says the man that will eat whatever it is off the floor. Shut up! I bought a Mars bar at the shop last night when I went to buy our daughter yogurt. Did you? No. Where to go? Them stewy Jews got it. <laughs> anyway, so if not the coaching staff, we can just talk about Dermot. Because I, I believe correct me if I'm wrong, that Dermot would be totally okay with someone my age um, leering at him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would actively encourage it. See? Fantastic. I believe Derm's in a long-term relationship. You can correct me if I'm wrong, anyone on the internet, but uh, lovely bloke and does reply to you on Facebook if you message him. He's uh, very forthcoming with supporters. So, um, send him a message. Tell him how much you, you like him and how much Mrs. Mungrel digs him. And uh, he might he might even tune in and let us know what we're doing wrong. I like him on commentary, I must say. But the, the problem with 30 over 30 is there is uh, over 50 players that are 30 or over. So we could do 50 over 30, but it doesn't sound as good. So we can just say 30 over 30. And just keep going. And people will lose count. We'll go, no, no, you must you must have miscounted. I am so on board with that. All right, so we're doing 25 over 30. <laughs> and if anyone says we're not, they're damn liars. Disgusting. Yep. Get out of our podcast. First one you've got, Sean, Sean Burgoyne, age 38. 38. He's like his own grandfather. Can that happen? Uh, <laughs> as someone who is nearing 38, how dare you? You're like his own grandfather. <laughs> So, HB was stunned by this revelation. But no, I disagree he looks vehemently. Like, yeah, you, you look a little bit like, uh, what is it, Sean Burgoyne. Is that what is it? 
<laughs> yes, it, it is Sean Burgoyne. <laughs> you and he are both 80% eyebrows and stubble. I've trimmed mine recently. Yeah. I'm about 77% eyebrows. Yeah. I sometimes, when, when I do go to work, when I'm not on long service leave, really lapping it up, I sometimes let my eyebrows grow to an extraordinary length and scare the children. <laughs> yeah. And some of the you parents. You scare your own children with I that. I do. They refuse to take photos with me until I cut them. So <laughs> there's big gaps in our relationships where there's no photos. So that's your only note on Sean Burgoyne. Yeah, He's got big eyebrows like you, me. You and, you and he look a little bit alike. We don't look alike. We've got good eyebrows. <laughs> Powerful men have good eyebrows. That's why he's still in the league. If he had crappy eyebrows, I would have kicked him out years ago. You know what? I agree with you wholeheartedly. Right. Thank you. I'm going to grow my eyebrows out to ridiculous levels and I'm going to post a picture. <laughs> Just of the eyebrows Where? on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. <laughs> Just the eyebrows. And people Aww. will just revel in their glory. They're pretty glorious. Thank you. They're yeah. gloriously pretty. Next one up. David Mundy, 35. 35. Playing amazing football at the moment, by the way. He was close to best on ground on the weekend, I thought, and could really make a living once he retires out of teaching people how to kick oh. because his delivery by foot is just about the best in the league at the moment. Wow. Bit, bit of a Fremantle free rap there for everybody. He's really, really good. Now, what have you got to say about him? He kind of looks like... <laughs> I knew this was coming. You don't even know what I'm going to say. You've got an idea. He kind of looks like your friend's older brother who you flirt with at a barbecue, but you're not really that interested. You're just kind of, you know, hmm, why not? That's what you get from David Mundy. <laughs> Is there something else I should get? No, probably that's about it, actually. Yeah, okay. We're not I'm, going I'm to not any really Fremantle barbecues any, <laughs> any, anytime soon. <laughs> I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be doing here, so I'm just doing what I would ordinarily do in everyday life. On that topic, we do get a lot of people from Western Australia asking when we're going to head to Western Australia. Oh, when are we going to head to Western Australia? I'd well, like there was that. a long period where they wouldn't let us in. True. But uh, we've, we've, we've made a lot of friends over in Western Australia through our uh, unbiased and even more unbiased commentary and articles I'm pretty I, I have a, in I, their favour I have a theory that some of the West Australian fans probably West Coast more than Fremantle because Fremantle do get the short end of the stick with WA Press but West Coast can't really do a thing wrong in the West West Australian media so all you get is this heap of positives whereas on our site if someone does something poor or has a poor game they're called out on it but it's not an attack like you sometimes find, or it's not ignored like it sometimes is in the media, the AFL media in general based in Melbourne. So that's why I think we get a hell of a lot of readers from WA. But what say you? I'd really like a holiday. Okay. There. Good. So if you have a, a spare house over there. <laughs> a spare house. Well, some people do have multiple homes. Yeah, okay. Next up. Steph Martin. Well, I saw you looking at a picture of Steph Martin. Oh my god, yes. Oh. He's well put together. He's very well put to bed. <laughs> put to bed? See, he's... <laughs> I'm sure he is. I actually thought, when I saw him, I thought, he has the body of one of your He-Man figurines. You know the one with just What do you mean giant... my He-Man figurines? They're our daughters. <laughs> you know those giant arm muscles? Yes, yeah. I know them well. You could have said he has a body like you, but that would be a flat-out lie. 
I love you very much. Yes, this is this is true. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> Steph Martin yeah. was brought into the Bulldogs this year, basically to protect Tim English. You know the guy, Tim English, the blonde guy. He looks like oh, yeah. he looks like he's got a brain on the outside of his head. That's what his hairstyle looks like. Yes, actually, he's got, I do he's got know. brain hair. Anyway, oh. he um he, he got beaten up badly last year in several ruck contests. The Bulldogs were last in hitouts last year and 2019 and if not last in 2018 they were pretty much down the bottom as well so they brought in Steph Martin to add some toughness to them doing pretty well from the outset but he's 34 and I worry that come September he won't be in as good nick because you know 34 it's a very recent memory for you oh recent enough recent enough for you so I don't know what you were doing at 34, but jumping up into 20-something-year-old... Actually, I'm not going to say that. Jumping up into 20-something-year-old <laughs> men is probably something you weren't doing. Who knows what you're up to when I'm not around? Oh, gosh, who knows? But recovering from it well is probably not not something <laughs> you were doing. Okay, I'm going to be keeping an eye on you, baby. Lance Franklin. I know what he looks like. He's playing one game at a time at the moment and then sitting out oh so on the weekend he played really well kicked five goals and then in the last quarter banged his leg into one of the one of the blokes coming the other way so like a collision of shins and turns out he's got bone bruising and he'll be out for probably a month so chances of him kicking a thousand this year thousand goals are dwindling quickly yeah and it was really a, a bit of a long shot that he was going to do it this year anyway, given his recent injury history. But you obviously have some observations about Lance. Just he's He's got to work really hard on um, staying fit. He because, gets into shape real quick. Yeah, he, just, he looks like one of those guys that will stop playing sport and just balloon. His dad's a big fella. Yeah. As in girth-wise. I think he uh, yeah puts the food away. And you reckon Buddy might have a bit of those genes as well. Works really hard, obviously, when he's playing. But there were some photos in the pre-season of him that looked like... He just had his second kid. Like He looked like the pregnant one. Isn't that all dads for a little while? Well, some of us never lose it. <laughs> so I, I think he's the sort of bloke who has gone through his life being able to drop the weight really quickly. Yeah. But at some point in your life, that stops that too. That really starts to stop. Yeah, well, when you stop moving, basically. Yeah, and <laughs> so, you still eat the same amount. When you get stuck on a stool with a cushion on it because you make too much noise in your chair. <laughs> that's when you know you're too big. That's when you or know. when your doctor just said, hey, you're fat, lose some weight. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> it was my doctor to me. Oh, good. I thought you were sitting in my doctor's office. I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, all right, fair call. Last fair one? Call. <laughs> I love this so much. Tyson Goldsack, 33. 33 old money bags so his beard is a different color from his hair and it's it's quite a dramatic difference and when i saw that i thought is this a common thing like do guys have different Akamanis did yeah but he did that on purpose didn't he well i'd hate to think he did it by accident there's a bloke out where i work and he has got a wig he wears a wig but his eyebrows have gone completely gray and his moustache is completely grey, and his wig is jet black. I want to have that look. 
when I get old. I mean, um, jet black hair, grey beard, grey eyebrows. Just, just don't, please, please. <laughs> Look, given you're saying please, we got we got to reward I you for your for being polite. <laughs> That's what we teach our daughter. Um, got some reader questions. Are you going to say anything about Tyson Goldsack and his? I've got actual... nothing to say. He won't play this year. Oh, I doubt it. Why he is was... he in the list then? Mm. You just thought I'd I'd like his last name, didn't you? Well, no, he's he's on the playing list, but I doubt he'll get a game unless they have massive injuries. Oh, okay. So bad luck, old sack. So Evan wanted to know your take on the Saints this far. We've already covered that. I'm not sure we could do any more Saints content in this one unless I'm going to fall into depression or something because they're terrible. Maybe I'll um, watch part of a game so I can say watch it with me. No, 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 no. I, I no, really I'm hope. Not watching I was it, hoping. Watch part of. They have this thing on on Foxtel where you can watch, you know, a recapped game, and they just cut all the crap. How long does that take? Probably too long for you, but they show all the goals and anything interesting. So maybe ten minutes, fifteen minutes. When when you say anything interesting, might be a big mark. Someone gets bumped and hurt or something like that. They'll show that. So would they show if somebody lost their pants? No. Well, <laughs> that's in the in the Mrs. Mungrel cut. We should get our, our YouTube of just people with their pants pulled down. Can someone do that? Can any of you please do that? Because that, I'd, you'd get a lot of hits from me on that. Mm-hmm. Might even you might even sponsor. <laughs> so I was I was hoping that no one would ask about Brad Hill because I've been very critical of him, not over the last week while everyone else has jumped on, but back into last year as well. About people were were saying that oh his teammates need to get him the ball more and. They need to look for him more. I watched on the weekend, and his Richmond opponent, Camden McIntosh, just stayed 15 metres away from him, just enough to put a bit of doubt in Hill's teammate's mind that if I pass to him, he may get shut down by this guy. And they just didn't do it. So the cheap possessions that Hill usually get off half-back, he just wasn't getting. And he had, I think it was 12 touches for the game, maybe 10, um, completely ineffective and everyone piled on, and I thought, come on, guys, you should have piled on with me last year. I feel like I was a bit ahead of, ahead of my time there. But he's soft as butter. Don't like him. <laughs> Don't like him. Don't like him. <laughs> DJK would like to know, who Mrs. Mungrel thinks is the best boyfriend material in the league? Can I throw one out there? First, this is the best question anyone's asked. I love it. Okay, go ahead. Mm, I think maybe Gary Rowan would be uh, oh. right up there. Obviously in high demand. You know, he's already sowed his wild oats. He's uh, banged out a kid recently and, and then banged, banged out a physio as well. But, you oh know, God. he'd give you an out. He'd give you an out. He'd get back in, out, in, out, in, out. Then he'd probably just go to sleep like most guys. Most guys. He is so far out of the running, you can't even see him. Just no. You know, you know that wrestler, the demon guy, um, Finn something. Finn Balor. He is a big Lego fan. You see, so I love that. How do you so know that? I, I actually don't know how I know a lot of these things, but I think I need to do some research on footballers and their hobbies. So I need to know who likes reading, who loves their PS4. Who likes Nick Cage enough to watch National Treasure over and over and over again while under a blanket eating cheese toasties? Like, that is boyfriend material. Right you got there. me on the last bit. 
the blanket and toasties. Yeah, but I'll just do that right now if you want. If you make the toasties. <laughs> and get me a blanket. <laughs> You're not husband material. What is this? <laughs> too late, man. It's too late. No try before you buy here. <laughs> so Shane asks, which team has the most precious supporters? Oh. oh. Now, now, I'm a bit reluctant to say this because if you say it, the precious supporters become a little bit precious. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, okay, great. St Kilda. Because I am an awful fan. I'm absolutely awful. I am rabid and unreasonable. And I hate... if Whenever they're losing, I hate the other team. And I say very rude things about those players. So... You and your own players. Yeah. Mm. I do. You do. And you sometimes. <laughs> yes. I, I don't listen a lot. <laughs> no, fair. That's fair. So, my, my answers are varied. Oh, Collingwood too. Uh, they, they seem to be all right. I haven't had many problems with Collingwood supporters. Essendon supporters, which is a little bit ironic because the guy asking the question had an Essendon thing in his avatar. Oh. Uh, so they've got a bit of a thing with me at the moment around Andy McGrath, who I think is in year five, maybe six of his career. I have very high expectations of him. They believe that he is fulfilling them. And I think he's still a little bit short of that mark. Mind you, I really stuck up for them a couple of years ago in the Anzac Day clash when they got absolutely robbed by the umpires. But people forget Nobody that. Nobody remembers. Anyway, so apparently I'm anti-Essendon. Tom Basso wrote a West Coast article for us about 18 months ago that uh, saw people jump off membership and stuff, remember? Oh, I remember that. And apparently we were anti-West Coast and part of the Vic Media and all that sort of stuff. Tim Hunt wrote an article for us earlier this year about the us versus them aspect of West Coast and West Australian fans. And went back to stuff like when um, Australia was federated. Federated? Yes. And, you know, West Australia being left off the, the document and all that sort of stuff because they got things there. Said it developed a real us versus them mentality that's carried over all this time up until recently with the covid stuff west australia locking up their borders i mean fair going very fair rest call. of you guys piss off we don't want your diseases i mean yeah we like to spread diseases with the best of them over here just like gary rowan not as good as <laughs> std knee which i misspelled on twitter last week when i wrote sydney <laughs> <laughs> it's a dirty place um North fans like to have a crack. I mean, they're probably feeling pretty fragile at the moment around their team not being all that well, but I reckon I give them a pretty fair run, and they tend to get a bit grumpy when you have a crack at them a little bit. Are you just going to go through every No, team? no, no, I've got one more. Oh, okay. And Richmond fans are very, very quick, even though they've had all this success, if we make a list of players that are the best defenders for a week or... Uh, our mongrel 50 often have it pointed out that hey you only had three richmond players in there hey you know richmond are missing out I'm like richmond are not missing out we've given them saturation coverage for you know the last three years and they're the best team in the comp so i don't know what else you can say about them without it becoming pandering marcus asks if tackling coaches are so good in the modern game why aren't they grabbing dusty's wrist when he goes for the fend and giving him a swing dance. 
Liverpool? It's not a bad question. I mean, he fends off. Is, is fending off like a... Is that implied consent for a dance? No, my God. He's extending his hand like, oh, hi, I'm Dusty. We need Would to, you have like to dance? talk about what you think is consent. Is, uh, is being unconscious implied? No. <laughs> Where would my love life be without oh, no. implied consent? Anyway, I've seen a couple of people do it. I've seen Elliot Yo do it, brush away his arm and tackle him. And I saw Charlie Cameron do it a couple of years ago in, I think it was a preseason game, slap his hand as he went to fend him off. And I'm really surprised that, that other people don't do it. I think he still catches them by surprise, believe it or not. it's You know it's coming. He sticks his arm out like a big stop sign. And puts it right in their chest, or in some cases, their chin. Do you remember that our daughter was, when she was like two, was taught at her um, childcare to do that, to stop people? Just put her hand out. Yeah, how'd that work today when that kid knocked her over? <laughs> oh my god. Freaking kid. We should, we should tell her to just, you know. I told her to slap him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't listen to me. <laughs> oh, she's, she's a sweetie pie. Anyway, Rich asks... Why did Jordan Degoe need his phone so bad? What is this? I don't understand. So, on the weekend, Jordan Degoe got injured, got concussed, broke his nose, uh, was ruled out of the game due to the concussion factor, and Jeremy Howe was also ruled out due to a hamstring injury. They were both back in the change rooms, and Degoe wandered off, grabbed their phones, and handed Howe his phone while they went into a recovery room or something. There's a rule that players can't access their mobile phones during games. And I'm pretty sure it's linked to stuff like betting and... Right. Well, betting is gambling. I was going to say betting and gambling. But that's like saying going to sleep and having a nap. Both good. Yeah. Keep going. All right, it's betting and gambling. So they were whacked with a $20,000 fine today, Collingwood, as a result. But why do you think he was uh, using his phone? He was in Western Australia. Hi, ladies. I, I was just going to say porn, but oh. I think that doesn't matter if you're in Western I thought he might have been not. talking to his, to his attorney, perhaps. Mm. Anyway, but um, Scott asks, and this is for you, who has Mrs. Mungrel's favourite mullet in 2021? We've lost a couple on the journey. We lost Dan Butler, who had a, a quite a magnificent mullet in the end. Did make him look like a skunk. And we lost Liam Duggan as well from West Coast, who had a magnificent flowing Who's mullet. Who's that young guy that you talked about earlier today who has that crazy mullet? The man-child? Yes. Lockie, 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 Lockie Jones. He's something. All right. Um, he reminds me of a guy, like, when you play football at junior level, what happens is there's always one guy on the opposition team. It looks like they're about 21. Yeah, they've got like a right. moustache and, you know, they look like they've been in the gym for for two and a half years. They're twice as big as everyone else. And you're thinking, how old's this frigging <laughs> <old's this> <laughs> guy? And, you know, he just kind of runs around and knocks people over for the whole game. That's that him. reminds me of him. He's 19 and just turned 19, I think, last last week. So he's a baby. I have to stress, I don't like mullets. There is no such thing as a favourite mullet. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a, it is impressive, though. I had a mullet. Yep. It was magnificent. Well before I knew. Well before. I have a great picture of me with a mullet wearing an in excess top. <laughs> Showing your age there. Hey, 
They're timeless. The, the dude died. <laughs> the dude died. Ruben asks, this is probably for me, this one. David King rates Andy Brayshaw in the top 20, maybe the top 10 best mids in the competition. What's your take? Well, I reckon it's a bit of a stretch from Kingy. Maybe in a couple of years, you might see Brayshaw listed in the top 10 or so. Right now, I've made a list and you'd have every one of these blokes over him at this point in time. Bontempelli, Dunkley, McRae, Greenwood, Josh Kennedy, Luke Parker, Dangerfield, Duncan, Guthrie, Shuey, Yo, Tim Kelly, Cripps, Neil, Lyons, Oliver, Petrarca, Dusty, Prestia, Fife, Cunnington, Mitchell. My phone just turned off. J-O-M. Sloan. Sloan. Both Crouch brothers. Pendlebury, Adams, Scheel, Merritt, Boke, Wines, and Jack Steele. And there's probably two or three more that I missed along the way. But that'll put him at around about 35-ish. So not yet, Andy Brayshaw. Well on the way, and plenty of upside on that bloke, but uh, got a way to go yet. So Mrs. Mungrel, we're almost at the end of our first podcast back. Awesome. You sound so pumped to get the hell out of here. (laughs) But we have this week's games to go through first, just quickly. And I want to get your thoughts on GWS versus the Dogs. They hate each other. This is the team where Toby Green gave Bontempelli a bit of luck. When he's on the ground. What does that mean? I showed you with my fist and stuff. I know, but... Oh, I just punched him. I think he gouged his face, actually. So they don't like each other at all. Uh, Two years ago, GWS knocked the dogs out of the finals in the first round. And the dogs have been a lot better against the Giants since. But they're captained by Toby Green. Come on now. Giants or dogs? Bont has cleaned up his hair. He has. He doesn't look like he's he's just got a bird nesting in it anymore. I'm conflicted. Um, you're not going to give away your tip, are you? Because no, you'll copy me. Well, who do you think will play better, Green or Bond? Oh, Green. Green, because he's Toby Green. He's Toby Green. That's yeah. right. Suns versus Swans. Nobody. If you ever meet Toby Green, are you just going to fan girl? Like, are you going to what girl? Are you going to get a bit weird? Nah, I'll walk up, just shake his hand, pat him on the back, scruffle his hair. <laughs> Pinch him on the bum. <laughs> Just bloke stuff. <laughs> Standard. Lovely. That's what he did to me. <laughs> Swans and Sons. Swans and Sons. Nobody. And the, the Sons are playing without a Ruckman. At all. They don't have one. What are they? Because their, their, <laughs> their backup was injured. What is this? Their, their main backup oh was God. injured. He's out for another five, six weeks, I think. And then their main guy, who's been really, really durable, Jared Witts, uh, did his ACL a couple of weeks ago, so he's out for the year. So who's who's in the ruck? Just some some fella. They're switching now. it around. I think they've got like Josh Corbett, who's really a forward in the ruck. Um, Caleb Graham, who's a backman in the ruck, and Hugh Greenwood, our old buddy Hugh. Hugh. Playing in the ruck sometimes, which it's it's not his go. So they're getting slaughtered out of the middle. Huh. That leads you to believe? I don't care about that game at all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cats versus Eagles. Oh, Eagles will win easy. They're playing at Geelong. Yeah, it's all right. On their rubbishy, narrow ground. It's fine. They'll win. I hope they do. I don't like the Cats anymore. I've gone off them. Oh, is that because I complain about them all the time? You complain about them all the time. Or do I complain about You Carl? complain about Gary Rowan all the time. I do, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And you didn't like Gary Ablett either. 
Gary. It's the Garys. <laughs> you just don't like Garys. <laughs> Can we next time have a worst five Garys in football? Definitely. Go to town. We've already got two. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Carlton versus Brisbane. Played down here. Both probably really needing a win. Oh, look at you thinking. Is Luke Ryan, does he play for Brisbane? He plays for Fremantle. <laughs> It's played under the roof, so it will be good weather, irrespective of the weather outside. D's and the Tigers. D's undefeated. 5-0 playing the reigning champs at the MCG. Big game. Big game for the boys. Tucker and Oliver. Is that right? That's very right. Against? Thank you. I don't know. Scar. Scar? No, he was in the Lion King. (laughs) Cotchen? Yes. And, um... Dusty. Thank you. And, That'll do. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, wait. No. Ivan. Ivan. No, he's out. Ivan's hurt his knees out for oh. most of the year. Oh, I like him. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, D's. D's. Going to go 6 and 0. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long time since that happened. Frio versus North. Luke oh, Ryan. Frio. Luke Ryan plays for Frio. Yeah. I, I remembered that. They're then. playing in West Australia. Frio. So, big advantage for Frio. Yeah, right. Hawks and Crows. Oh, no. As in, this is bad for who? Well, I like the They're Hawks playing in Tasmania. They're, they're meant to be our our house team. That's our team. That's but our we're, team. we're under no illusions that Hawthorne has a few years of pain here. And Tex is running around for the Crows. He is, but they're playing in Tassie, and that's it's a strange, strange environment down Tassie. No one really has these massive games down there, except Franklin Kick 13 down there, if you go back eight, nine years. I think Tex might just win it on his own. Really? He's just going to go and play by himself? Yeah, right. He's going to play with himself down there? (laughs) Ratings go through the roof. He's a winner. (laughs) Uh, Pies Bombers, the big Anzac Day clash. Pies will win. Well, there's three Anzac Day clashes, but Pies and Bombers is the main one. Yeah, Pies will win. Pies will win. Yeah, absolutely demolish um, the Bombers. That's my my bet. why, why, Why do you think that? You know, I don't like Essendon very much. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you think I have a reason for any of this? No, There's not, no not reason. at all. Which is why you're beating me by four in the footy tips. Yep. Port versus St Kilda. Oh, oh, I'm so heartbroken. Played um, in played in South Australia. Uh, St Kilda had a big win there last year, this corresponding game, by they? the way. Yeah. Big oh. upset. Who do I like from Port? Thighs. Ollie Wines. There you go. Yeah. Um, Just picture thighs and you picture Ollie Wines. Charlie Dixon with his big lumberjack beard. Oh, I do like him. All right. Um, I think Port might have it. I think Port might get there too. Yeah. Well, that's your, that's your footy tip and done. And that's our podcast done. Everyone, we got through one Yay. and we didn't massively cock up that we know of. Did you press record? <laughs> Holy shit, imagine if I didn't. I would cry. Well, we had a lovely chat. So badly. So uh, keep an eye out over the next couple of days. We've got our X Factor rating rankings going up and also our player rankings, weekly player rankings going up. Meadow Man will have his rolling All-Australian team up. Trent Adam Shields will have his rising star votes going up as well. All this and more on themongrelpunt.com. Best independent footy website that I've mentioned on this podcast. That Mrs. Mungrel? so true. 
Mm. An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Bye, everyone.